0: Hey, thanks for joining us. You know, we, we looked at the fact that God is generous in our sermon this week, and we looked at Matthew 20 and the parable of the vineyard owner and the hiring of the laborers. And I want to go back to a quote as a starting point from James Bryan Smith in uh, this chapter of The Good and Beautiful God. And again, I want to encourage you, if you if you haven't read it, pick it up. And the best way to read this book is to find three or four people to kind of walk through it together on a weekly basis and practice the soul-training exercise each week and then just have conversations around it. It's amazing how um, that kind of opens our hearts and our minds to a a different narrative of God, to Jesus' narrative of God when we do that in community. But I wanna go back to this quote. It says this, "'God is generous because he lives "'in a condition of abundance. "'His provisions are never exhausted and God is moved with compassion because he sees our need. We talked about that a little bit on Sunday about this condition of abundance and oftentimes in the world we don't see it. I mean if we're honest with ourselves and with each other, we don't always feel like we're living in abundance and I think um, part of the reason for that is because we don't see need as much as want. We, we look at our wants and, and we feel like, you know, all of my wants aren't satisfied, so I'm not living in abundance. But the promise, even, even the promise of God in Psalm 23 that hopefully you're praying through this week, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Even that can kind of confuse us a little bit. Um, I love Dallas Willard's translation of, of that part of Psalm 23. What he says is, the Lord is my shepherd, I I lack nothing. And and we really truly do live in a life without lack if we stop and think about it. There's a a great line from a song, and I'll apologize on the front end because I'm going to quote a U2 song again. But there's a great line in the song Beautiful Day. It says this, what you don't have, you don't need it now. And I remember years ago, I had just come back from a trip to Haiti and Doreen and I were at a marriage conference and, and they were talking about you know the difference in perspective of needs and wants. And um, one of the activities they gave us as a couple was to sit down and write out your basic needs. And and having just returned from a place like Haiti, I couldn't come up with much. You know, basically what I came up with was food, shelter, and water. Those are my needs. All the other stuff that we have, you know, television and... and uh, three bedrooms or four bedrooms and a washer and dryer and a refrigerator and, and you a know, stove and all those things, really when you get down to it, those go beyond the space of need into one. Think about it. The history of humanity is built not on technology, not on electricity, not on you know big houses and vacations and cars, but it's built on basic human needs being satisfied. God satisfies all our needs. Takes me back to Philippians 419. We quoted this in our message on Sunday. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You know, every one of our needs is met. And here's the evidence of your needs being met, your breathing. If you are breathing, your needs in this moment are being met. They're being met by God. Your body has enough uh, energy in it through food to breathe in that moment. Your lungs are working. Your brain is functioning. What we need, we have in Christ. Now, let's get beyond the physical, the material, because that's where I think we get stuck. When we look at the economy of the world, which is an economy of scarcity, not abundance. It's an economy of you have to make a way for yourself. You have to gather what you need. You have to earn it. You have to hoard it. You have to hang on to it. And this idea that somehow there's just not enough. And so we have to grab more and hold on to more. That works in the physical world. I don't deny that. That works when it comes to material things. But that doesn't work in the spiritual world. Here's why. Our spiritual needs are not met through anything we possess. They're met, as Philippians 4.19 says, through the riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now, sometimes what happens is this. We get distracted by all of these things around us. We get stuck in this atmosphere of the world and we can't transcend it. We can't lift our hearts and our minds and our souls to the place where God exists, where God lives, the place that goes beyond this life. In short, we have a worldly mindset instead of a spiritual mindset. But when we develop a spiritual mindset, when we begin to see that the most important things in this world are not things I can touch, but they are the things of God, His presence within us, His Spirit abiding in us, us abiding in Him, then we begin to realize that the abundance that exists, although it may not feel like abundance in this physical world, in the spiritual, the abundance is real. It goes back to Ephesians where Paul writes that all of our needs, our spiritual needs, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the spiritual. And so I think one of the ways we press into living this abundant life is to develop a mentality that looks first at the spiritual, that looks first at at our relationship with God, that looks first into the dynamic that exists in our souls connected with God, abiding in Him and Him in us, and then look at the material. You know, the old hymn Turn your eyes upon Jesus, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. If I'm honest with myself, if I'm honest with you, That's when life becomes a problem for me, is when I turn my eyes away from Jesus, when I look at the things in this world, what I have, what I don't have, what I think I need, what I want. When I focus on those things, I'm turning my eyes from Jesus, and I find myself in a place of deep need, because I don't have abundance in this world. I don't have abundance in my bank account. I don't have abundance in my pantry. I don't have abundance in the things of comfort. I don't have abundance in the ability to travel and see things and do the things I want. Now, relative to others in the world, relative to probably 75% of the world, I do. But in my mindset, relative to the place I live now, in our culture of abundance, I don't feel as if I have abundance in in the material world. So what I have to do is focus on the abundance that's in Christ. Because if you think about it, abundance in the material is not really abundance. It's all gonna fade away. It's all gonna melt like snow. It's gonna burn up like chaff. There's nothing, when I have a scarcity mindset, there's nothing that I'm looking at that's actually going to endure for all of eternity. But here's what will endure for all of eternity my relationship with God, my life in God, the presence of the Spirit in me, what Revelation 21 talks about, the place where I am dwelling with God and God is dwelling with me. And so that is the abundance that's available and accessible to us. The problem isn't that we don't have abundance, the problem is that we look at the wrong place. If we looked at the riches of God that are in glory in Christ Jesus, we would feel an overwhelming sense of abundance. You know, I told a story about a trip to Haiti in the message on Sunday. And I do think my friend Kerry, the reason he had a sense of abundance in the spiritual was because he did recognize the riches in glory that are in Christ instead of the the, um, lack that was in his own life instead of the absence of comfort that was in his own life. And so I think when we have an idea of abundance that applies to this world, we're actually taking things that don't mean so much to God and elevating them to the place of things that truly matter to God. I just struggle with the idea that all of this that is temporal somehow matters to God deeply, knowing that it's all gonna fade away knowing that it's all going to be gone, knowing that all that I see here will be made new, as Revelation 21 says. And, and I get a picture in Revelation 21 of a place where there's absolute abundance in the spiritual, but also that abundance translates to the physical. You know, Revelation loves to talk about feast and, and the gathering with the bridegroom, and the celebrations that are there. And it talks about, you know, they'll eat and they won't have to buy, and and all of these wonderful things that are such a struggle in this world now because we live in a scarcity mindset. But the abundance of God is not only gonna resolve all of our physical needs, but it has already resolved all of our spiritual needs. And so the abundance that we have in Christ is a spiritual abundance. Now think of it this way. I wanna, I wanna leave you with a little thought exercise. Imagine for a moment that you lived in a state of constant awareness of God's spiritual abundance in Christ. You lived in a state of constant awareness of God's riches and glory in Christ. Would hunger matter so much? Would would not being able to go on a vacation matter so much? Would living in a house that's smaller than what you need to be comfortable matter so much? Would driving an old car matter so much? You know, would would eating beans and rice instead of steak and baked potatoes matter so much? I, I think the idea of abundance, when we grasp it by looking at the spiritual, by looking to Christ, realizing that all of our spiritual needs are met in Christ, the idea of abundance in the physical doesn't get resolved because all of a sudden we have everything we could ever want, but it gets resolved because not having all that we could ever want seems to not matter quite so much anymore. And that's the resolution of abundance. And so my hope, my prayer, is that we would all live in a constant state of awareness of the spiritual abundance that we have in Christ so that we can transcend the lack the scarcity that we see in this physical world. Doesn't necessarily resolve it, but it certainly gives us the capacity to step over our wants not being fulfilled and to fulfill the needs of others, the deepest need, the spiritual need, the need for presence and community, but also the physical needs, the needs for clothing and food. We can step into fulfilling those needs out of the abundance of the spiritual that Christ has given us when we focus on that instead of what we perceive as lack in our wanting or even in our needs in the material world. I hope that's helpful. I hope you can kind of realize that abundance as a mindset is, is truly something that's resolved in our heart and our minds in our focus. And, and as we look towards Jesus, as we say the spiritual life is going to be more important to me than my physical life, which is the exact place that every martyr that we read about in, in the book of Acts and, and in stories over the centuries, that's the place they live. That's the place Jesus lived. That's the place that allowed Jesus to go to the cross, He knew that the spiritual mattered more than the physical, even more than his own life. But he also knew that he had abundance in the spiritual from his Father. That is accessible to us if we will simply turn our eyes to Jesus and let the things of this earth just grow strangely dim. Let me pray for you before you go into your group. Father, we thank you so much that you have given us all that we need in Christ. And Father, I pray that as a people, you recalibrate, realign, and refocus our vision towards the spiritual needs that we have met in abundance in Christ. And Lord, help us to step beyond what's in front of our faces constantly the lack that's in the world, the scarcity that's in the world. And give us eyes to see all that you've given us through the glory of in the riches in Christ Jesus and let that be the abundance we live out of that makes us a people who are constantly aware of the needs of others, the deeper spiritual needs and that we use even meeting physical needs to open their eyes to their own deeper spiritual need through compassion because we have abundance in Christ. We ask all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great time of discussion in your group.